0: to make it 28
1: to 3. Arthur Blank loving it. Up by 25. Toss the to White. He's in! What
2: a comeback!
0: All right, you are listening to the 28 to 3 podcast. I'm here with Max and Nick, and I'm Corey. And uh, this is episode seven of the podcast. We want to give a special thanks to Roman Harper for joining us for the last podcast. I definitely did not have Luke Keekly sweaty dancing uh, line dancing on my bingo card last time, but he gave us a bunch of good insight on the draft. So if you want to listen to that, go to the last episode. What we're doing for the next couple episodes is doing the call it State of the Saints uh, post-draft pre-OTAs. This episode, we're going to talk about offensive fits, offensive, you know, are there any more needs? Uh, We won't bear the lead here. Speaking of needs, uh, we are recording on Wednesday. Uh, Today, the Saints did sign Foster Moreau, former LSU Tiger, former Jesuit Blue Jay, uh, to the squad, uh, which seems to fill a, a possible void, especially the tight end spot. Max, what do you think about that?
1: Yeah, I think the, uh, the Foster Moreau signing is a real good signing. Uh, we've talked about it off air multiple times about how we needed another tight end to uh, pair up with Juwan Johnson. You know, I think we've, uh, we've established that Juwan Johnson's a really good number two tight end. I just like the idea of pairing him up with someone with some actual production in the NFL as well. Um, also, Foster, local kid, LSU, Jesuit high school. You know, we're all former Blue Jays, so I think we have a soft spot in our heart for him. Got my shirt on tonight. Yeah, you do. You're represented, (laughs) man. I'm surprised that thing still fits. Uh, You know, I mean, uh, I might be the same weight I was in high school, but it's a different kind of uh, 190. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's probably true for all of us, except for Nick. But uh, no, man, the Foster Moreau signing, um, I'm very excited about that. You know, he's been one of those guys that's been on the radar for the last couple of years. Um, it's funny whenever I play Madden, you know, he pops up as a free agent in uh, usually year <laughs> two or three of my franchise, and I always go sign him. So, no, I'm excited about this move.
2: Yeah, I think what we discussed mostly was how Juwan Johnson is a very one dimensional type of tight end. He's a playmaking tight end. Um, in the run game, he's a non factor. I think Foster, <laughs> you know, at least gives us that true tight end that, you know, has a skill set in both areas. Um, You know, we needed someone who can actually run block at the tight end position, and I think we solved it. I think uh, his production when Waller went out last year was pretty impressive. Um, I kind of felt he was going to get a bigger contract than he got, and, you know, I think we're pretty fortunate to get him for what we got him for.
0: Yeah, I think when uh, he was with the Raiders, it, it was, is he being overshadowed by Waller or is, you know, is he correctly said sitting second fiddle to Waller? But like you said, Nick, I think once he had the opportunity to show what he could do, he turned a lot of heads, uh, showed that he can. He's two dimensional. He can catch and block. Um, and I think, like Max said, it was really the only position left after the draft. I mean, thank God we got rid of Adam Troutman. I was ready. Man, do not for even get him to started to on go. that. Uh, I, it was almost like. At least he didn't shake out like Josh Hill did. I I couldn't believe how long that guy lasted on the Saints. But my point is— At least we didn't
2: give up four picks for Josh Hill. Yeah, I will go
0: way too long on that. My point is the draft presented a situation where it was like, are we really—it made us ask, are we really not going to do anything about tight end? And so I think that was answered today.
2: Yeah, I think we also talked about how for them to trade Troutman like that, whether we like him or not, Said that they had good news on Foster because there's no way they go down to. It was a good sign. Yeah, yeah. we knew something was going to happen. We even said they must know they're going to sign Foster, and in the medical, you know, diagnosis must have improved. They had to have a plan before tra- trading Troutman like that um, on draft day. Yeah. Uh, so, I think it was a good move.
1: I'll say this about Troutman. You know, that trade is potentially one of my favorite trades in Saints history. <laughs> you know, not only do we bring in a prospect that I was high on in A.T. Perry, but we also ship off Troutman. And then there's a possibility that if Perry shows out in training camp, Traquan Smith might get knocked off the team. So, this is potentially one of the, uh, the biggest trades, in my opinion. And obviously, you know, this is, we're going to see what happens, but uh, I'm liking the potential of it so far. Yeah, I like Max's acknowledgement of it's It's the little things that matter. It the is, little, it, it is. is. I'm, I'm easily pleased when it comes to tight end. And just give me the, uh, the scrubs off of the team.
2: <laughs> and back to the, you know, playing behind Waller. Waller's an elite tight end in the league. Playing behind him is not a negative.
0: That's a good point. It's
2: just waiting for your opportunity, I think, which he did. And, I, you know, I think he had a great second half of the season last year with Waller being out. So yep. hopefully he can do that for us and, and play the same way. And, you know, I think it fills the biggest glaring need for sure.
1: Well, the other factor to look at is surround Derek Carr with as many weapons as possible. And the fact that we got someone who is he's familiar with already – you know, he and uh, Foster shouldn't have to – it shouldn't take him too much time to get on the same page. You know, they should be able to, uh, to 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 hit it running pretty quickly in training camp. That's a good point
0: because I would have liked the signing regardless of who our quarterback was. The fact that we are signing him to his old quarterback is yeah. just even better. Yeah, love it, uh, love it. I, you know uh, – I think we're good on the tight end position. Obviously, there's a bunch of different... One more quick question. Does he start,
2: or does Juwan start at that? Man,
1: that's tough, and that's a really good question. I was thinking about that today after the signing got announced. You know, it's... I think you're going to see a lot of two tight end sets. Yeah. You know, now now it really opens it up. Before the signing, you know, I was thinking you were going to see a lot more three receiver sets on the offense this year just because we really didn't have any any depth at tight end. You know, Taysom's not a true tight end. They still... You know, he's, he's he's a true slash player in the uh the Cordell Stewart vein. You know, you see him line up in the backfield, I guess more as an H back and a true tight end. So I think this signing really opens things up. You know, you're gonna see Foster and Juwan Johnson on the field at the same time. So which will open things up then? for the guys. If well, it's me, I'm starting Foster. You know, if he's hundred percent healthy, because he is a true he's a true tight end. He's a, a complete yeah,
0: tight end. I agree. I think the 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 question really cause you hear a lot of uh pro analysts talk about this a lot of fans and a lot of people get hung up on the term starter, but in the NFL, you know, you might have a different group come out for the first play of the game, every game of the schedule. Cause starter really just means who's out there for the first snap of the game. I think the better question, not better, but like the more pressing question is who do we think is going to end up being a larger contributor, a bigger factor, towards the overall success of the
1: offense. That's a good point. That's well, a really good point.
2: I think that's Foster um, because he can do more things. But the interesting part, you know, why I said the question is, Juwan makes roughly twice as much after the new contracts for both of them. So, well, but he's a skill player. He's not a he's not a true tight end, in my opinion. He's the, the question is, Max was talking about a two tight end set. If we go to a two tight end set, who's off the field? You know? what's more valuable, having Shahid out there or having Jawan and Foster out there or taking Kamara off the field and go two tight ends with Jawan in a slot and basically a four receiver, one tight end set. I mean, there's a million things we can do with these set of skill players, which, you know, since we're coming out of tight end and talking about wide receiver, Jawan to me, is the bridge of those two positions. He can come in, he can play a receiver slot position. Um, We talked a little bit about, I felt he had a very low version of a Kelsey type of skill set and he can play in that slot and probably eat and if you put Thomas on the other side in the slot, it's very difficult for defenses to deal with.
0: Yeah, I think that's a good point. I mean, Max brings up a good point about two tight ends. When I think of two tight ends, I look back to actually the 2009 year when you saw a lot of Shockey and David Thomas and The reason we were able to run two tight end sets, I mean, well, one of the benefits of it is that it keeps the defense honest. It gives you another blocker. But it's damn near impossible, at least from what I've seen, to run a two tight end set if you don't have a dominant uh, number one receiver. So I think the success of Michael Thomas will be critical to whether or not we are consistently running a two tight end set. Because if you know you've got that wide Consistent number one, you know that if you have lesser or less agile receiving threats in the two tight end set in a play action situation, you know you can have that outlet to Michael Thomas.
1: Well, let me ask you this. So you're saying Michael Thomas. So you are penciling in Michael Thomas as the number one receiver. If he's healthy, 100%. Okay, see, I'm not there yet. I think you got to call Olave the number one until proven otherwise, you know, Michael Thomas in the past three years, I mean, how many games has he played, you know, since that week one game against the Bucs where Peyton left him in the game during garbage time and he got hurt and his whole career basically got derailed at that point. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't trust him yet to stay healthy the whole season. So, you know, until proven otherwise, I think you got to say Olave is your number one receiver. I don't trust
2: him to be healthy, but he's the definitive number one if he is on the field. I think
0: to back that up just a little bit, situate. I think I'm thinking about it situationally. If you're talking, because we were talking about a two tight end set. If you have a two tight end set, you need a guy like Michael Thomas to have that, that balance uh, or that threat uh, in the event you run a play action and want to kick it out wide. I think the other uh, factor in this is that what we were saying about whether or not we run both Juwan and Foster out on the field at the same time is contingent upon the success. And when we say success, I guess we're also talking about health of Michael Thomas, because if Thomas is down and our one is Alave and our two is Shahid or uh, what? Where am I blanking? But you know, like <laughs> well, that's at At Perry, like you know, that's your uh, you're
2: going at Perry for.
0: You know, but if 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 you're rolling out the short guys as your best wide receivers, then I don't know how many two tight end sets you're going to be able to run. And that's the only situational point. Now, I think the question of is MT. Trustworthy is the one versus Olave. I think that's a completely different story, which might be well, a good you're segue. You're just talking
2: about health. If MT's available, he's the one. There's,
1: there's no but I don't, know if Ma- I
0: don't know if Max is convinced on that, which might be a good segue into our wide receiver position group.
1: Yeah, I, I'm not convinced, to be honest with you. You know, I, I think at this point in his career... Pause real he, quick.
2: If healthy, you're saying you don't think he's the one. He, but here's We're the thing. Assuming health. That,
1: that's a big if, man. Yeah,
2: no, I get that. Of course it is. But if he's healthy, if he's in the game... is he not the number one receiver
0: remember we talk about movies in theory he should be Biff from back to the future comes and gives you the almanac wait you've actually seen it i've seen that yes holy shit and 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 he gives you the almanac and Uh you open it up and it says in 2023 michael thomas plays every single regular season game what is your uh opinion about who the number
1: one is I'll be honest with you, I think it's closer than y'all think. I don't think it's a slam dunk that that uh Thomas completely outperforms Olave. I think you see similar numbers. I think Olave has a higher yards per catch. But um I think Thomas would have more TDs, but I think it's pretty it's pretty neck and neck, like a 1A, 1B thing.
2: I'm not talking about production, but but what what I'm saying is coverage is going with Mike day one. Now, could that change? Sure. But if he's on the field, you know. I think we underestimate because it's been so long, and I totally get it from the injury standpoint, but there's the offensive player of the year. Mm-hmm. That's the one if he's healthy, even if he's not even close to that level. I mean, last year he was producing, uh, but he opens up the field for Alave. Yeah. That's the one, regardless of the production. That, the guy who makes it all happen, we talk, we've talked about this a million times, like a DeAndre Hopkins The coverage rolls to Hopkins all the time. Anything anyone else anyone else is getting on the field is because he's absorbing so much. Whether he gets all the catches or not, he's still the one. He's the one creating the problem.
0: When you keep saying the one, do you mean he's Saints offense Neo from the
1: Matrix, or do you mean like (laughs) he is the one?
2: Well, he was the one. He was the one. He's not the one. Well, well, until proven
1: otherwise, he's not the one. Yet, because well, they, it's been three years,
0: they did wait and do that Matrix Agreed, Resurrections movie.
2: I didn't see an Olave that supersedes what Mike can do yet. Can he get there? Of course. That's that's our that's all of our hope, and we all talked about that. The one of the biggest things for the Saints offense this year is: is Olave a top ten receiver, or is he a very 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 good NFL receiver? Top does 10 he make the, the jump?
1: You mean top ten in the league? Yeah. Well, top ten on a team would be.
2: No, I mean like
0: conference division.
2: Are we talking a Pro Bowl level player or are we not? That's where that's where we're at with Olave today. He was a really good player. He was not a Pro Bowl level player, right? It does he make that jump into that top ten to twelve in the league area? And you can always debate that. There's going to be probably eight guys in that eight to fifteen range there it's that a, you're fighting. Who's the actual top ten? It's a
0: pretty stacked group league wide.
2: Yeah. So does he get there or does he not? Does he equal those guys or are we sitting with the one of the best number 2 receivers in the league, a low-end number 1 like he was last year, or are we getting a Pro Bowl top 10, top 15 definitive everyone knows it player? We need him yeah. to make that little jump. And I the skill sets there. We're talking about you know, strength, conditioning, he needs to get bigger. He needs to hold on to the tough catches. He needs to stop failing in the biggest moments of the game. Yep. When when he's good, his route running is elite. He's got so much skill. Is it going to make that jump? That's that's I think the biggest question in Saints offense. If he makes even a small jump, the offense is loaded skill-wise.
0: I think what you said right there is important. If he makes a small jump, and a small jump is in, I mean hell, if god, if he makes even one additional clutch catch, yeah not that he made any clutch catches but like if he makes a clutch catch versus the
1: drops that he had i mean i think thomas is the bigger variable at this point because i don't have any doubt in my mind that olave at the bare minimum will produce what he produced last year and you know we're talking about a small leap and i don't you know i don't think that's a big ask he he acknowledged it after the season that he needed to get bigger he needed to get better at contested catches. You know, he needed to get a little more physical. I would expect him to take the, the small leap. To me, the bigger question is, is Thomas, I guess, you know, is he 85% of what he was three seasons ago, you know, before he got hurt? If yeah. he is, then the Saints offense really unlocks. You know, Olave, to me, there's no, I, I have no doubt in my mind, He he's going to take a little bit of a step. So he's going to be at least what he was last year.
2: Let's reframe it a little bit. If he's 85% of he was three years ago. It's amazing. Do you, amazing. Be, do you believe if he's healthy that he would be 85% of what he was?
1: Cause I, I, do. I hope. I don't know. I'll be honest with you. I don't know. It's been three years, man. There have been players that have come to the NFL and been bounced from the NFL in the time that Thomas has been an elite receiver into what he is now.
2: True. I, I'm basing it on that first few games of last year where he looked like the same dude.
1: Oh, he looked amazing. Well, I based it on
0: an even smaller sample size. So the thing I can't get out of my mind, I remember it like it was yesterday because it was so damn good, is that second half of the Atlanta game when we opened the season. I mean, he looked like a man on fire, a man possessed. Like, I mean, he was just, and, and uh, was it Font? he was up against that game? No, it was A.J. Terrell. That's right, Terrell. Yeah. I mean, that guy was good. That's a good cornerback, and Thomas was making him look, small. Like he could have done the thing they do in basketball where they just do that, you know, you too short. Uh yeah, and look, the whole game. And if that so my my well, thing Well, it was just it was the
1: second half of the game. That's it That's right. It was I, the, the, fourth the whole quarter. game. You're right. Let's be honest, it was Let's the fourth honest, quarter. The the quarter. Whole,
0: <laughs> you're right. The whole second half. got carried away there. <laughs> but that second half, man.
1: Uh no, the, the glimpses are there and and look, to Nick's point, like if Thomas Let's say Thomas does make it back to to what he was, you know, the year he won offensive player of the year. That means this team's in contention for the Super Bowl. Because that will unlock everything if he turns into that player. But that is a huge ask, in my opinion. You know, yeah, he looked amazing in the fourth quarter of the Falcons game last year in week one. And I think he had another score in two uh, touchdown. other games. I mean Well, he, he had two really good games, I guess you would say. But the thing is, you know, Torrance Small had his two hundred yard game at one point. Okay. You know, one one game doesn't make. But he's
2: got a he's got a history of games.
1: I know. It, in three, what has he done in three years?
2: Those four games. That's what I'm saying. When he was healthy, he looked the same. That's all I'm saying. Now, again, yes, you have to worry about the health, of course, you have to, because he's been hurt three straight years. But if he is healthy, I'm fairly confident we're going to see a player that's pretty close to what he was because he showed us that last year. I don't think there's been, you know, it was, there's much worse injuries than the ones he's had. Mm-hmm. So by seeing it last year, I feel it's still there. He didn't struggle at all.
1: Look, I'm going reverse jinx route here. <laughs> because I you to- <laughs> hope to hell you are right. And I hope yeah. that in six, seven, you know, eight months from now, in January, you know, we're talking about the Saints making a deep run in the playoffs, and Nick's looking at me saying, "You're a fucking idiot for well, what you were saying back in uh, in May." And you, I hope you're right, you're, but let's see.
2: It's you all know, about I want to s- see it. My only point is that if he's healthy, he is the one, in my opinion, compared to Alave right now today. Yeah. If healthy, if not it's a healthy, big f. that's a huge f. It's a good thing to have that Alave's there and we hope he makes that jump to the pro bowl player and becomes a top 10 12 receiver in the league. That's very feasible. That is not a like crazy. Oh, absolutely. Idea. absolutely. If he was he top 20 this year. Olave? Borderline, probably borderline. if you go look it's at the borderline. production. Sure. His production puts him around there in between, you know, probably 18 and 25. So can he make that leap and just be better than eight to 10 other guys in the league? I think it's very feasible that that happens. I think one of the
0: hardest things to do in projecting player performance in the NFL is projecting the rookies to their sophomore year, because you only have that limited sample size in the league. I mean, you can say, well, senior year of college to rookie year, he did this. But really, I mean, the NFL experience is what counts. I will say what's encouraging about Olave is how quickly he picked up on the NFL scheme, the regimen, the schedule, the conditioning. I mean, all the reports on him were this guy looks smooth. This guy looks polished. He yeah. looks like a pros pro. And so, if that's any indication on what might happen into the sophomore year, let's just hope that.
2: And let's look at the play calling when he was in there with Thomas. We featured him because Thomas was taking coverage. Olave was running wild. I mean, that's hard to
1: say because the sample size is literally like two games,
2: it was five, right? Eight. Look it up on your phone. You got when your phone was right it, next. What year. were his best games of the year?
1: But look it, it was definitely the first day. Well,
0: I mean, my question, Max, is did Torrance Small garner any extra coverage?
1: <laughs> no, he didn't. And that's my whole point. He randomly <laughs> popped he? up. It was he? It's, a $5 tie, right? <laughs> it was a $5 of, tie. <laughs> it is Nick, one of Nick and I's favorite games <laughs> growing up as a kid because the announcer, was it Tim Green? <laughs> oh, my God. Immortalized Tim Green himself him. and Torrance Small with the tie analogy you know he called him what he called him like a two dollar tie at the beginning I thought it was of the a game. five
2: dollar tie he, i forget who he was comparing him to but he called him the five dollar tie and, it, and he had a 200 wow. yard game it was hilarious
1: yeah he ended up with 206 yards which you know during that period of uh of the saints it was it was a rare occurrence to see any skill player go over 200
0: yards we probably had entire games where our offense didn't gain 200 yards yeah
2: exactly exactly yeah. he may so. have been the first saints receiver to have 200 yards
1: I feel like someone else had done it before, but it was the first yeah. one in a while. Danny, you and I were freaking the fuck out. Yeah. I just know that.
2: Yeah, it was an awesome game. He he had. Two we were scrambling ones. for
1: touring small rookies, <laughs> and uh...
2: <laughs> what was that like 94, or 95 probably? Ah oh, man, I'm like, not... it was awesome.
1: 92, think... 93, 94, uh, somewhere around it's there.
2: Someone there. I uh, I don't think he was a rookie when he did that. I no, think he was. He was, second he was like second or third year. I'm well, glad you think brought We drafted to... him in ninety three. No, ninety two. I think we drafted him in ninety two. Yeah, I He think was
0: right right in the heart of the 90s kind of player for the 6s yeah, not a
2: great era no, no
0: <laughs> Corey right? was running around in diapers at this point right? I <laughs> was not in diapers at 10 years old Max that was uh, not who a was, thing can we
1: can we confirm with Casey
0: uh, yeah I mean he may have been <laughs> what,
2: what era, what, who was the quarterback back then
0: that was during the Billy Joe era Billy it was, Joe's it was moral. before no, Billy it was Joe's it was, it was before right Billy before
2: Joe. Billy Joe's who was it
0: was it the Schuller Everett
2: I think it uh, no, I think it was after it. Well maybe not. it, it might have been Everett. It might have been Everett. Billy Joes were uh they mid late nineties. Ninety five, ninety six, ninety seven, so, somewhere we, there. We had
1: the Kerry Collins experiment.
2: That was after that.
1: That was the vodka Collins era of what, six games?
2: That was an early he was a, <laughs> I love that guy. Oh we, I mean, we love
1: vodka collins. I mean he, he was an alcoholic <laughs> like us at that point.
2: No, what was it, what was the meme for like one of the first memes was I mean uh, I'm a I'm a I'm a drinker with a football problem <laughs> <laughs> or I'm an alcoholic with a football problem I mean, Something like I'll that. say this awesome. Have,
0: has a Saints quarterback thrown the ball faster or harder than Kerry Collins yet maybe Aaron Brooks uh, Kerry
2: Perry Collins Col- was not a bad player
0: I mean no one's saying that the dude no, made a Super Bowl no, and, with the Saints no he I, was a bad player well, but he the threw Saints the ball he, he had also. his issues
1: he still had his issues of at the course board. yeah He's like
0: agreeing to sign in New Orleans that was an issue
2: did but, he win
1: a national title at Penn State? He was undefeated, right? Penn State? He was on the uh, the immortal Kyle Brady team, right? Yeah, 94, right? And, uh, 94 Kajana, right? Kajana Carter?
2: Yeah. That crazy good team. I remember
0: uh, Romeg announcing that dude's name in the dome was fucking hilarious. <laughs> Kajana Carter.
2: <laughs> we signed him, too. Man, that was a bust. Oh, that's right. Uh, yeah, yeah. But right, yeah. I think,
1: I think we've gone off on a little bit of a tangent but here. But that's a good right? one. Yeah, anything Carrie
2: Collins I'm here Nothing for. Nothing like that a trip down memory lane
1: into the song.
0: 90s when Saved by the Bell and Kerry Collins were the only thing you could uh, see on TV if you wanted. Um, all right. So we were talking about wide receivers. I mean, do we want to address... Because uh, we're never going to... Look, we're never going to
2: end the Thomas. Well, the no, North. we're not. And well, I, think,
1: I think we hope that Nick is right. Like, the hope, you know, in this room... Well, I don't
2: know if he'll be healthy. I just think if he no is healthy, does. he's going to be the same guy. My That's hope what I think. is
0: that your reverse jinx is right, because for a minute I was wondering about the comparison of Torrance Small to the
1: former Offensive Player of the Year. But we addressed that. Um, but let's you're stay. right. I, Let, I, yeah. So No, I compared the one-game production to the one-game production of last year. Okay, yeah. good, good clarification. Let's pivot
2: it. to... We were talking about formations, so let's go into running back... With all of these, let's assume again, health, you've got three receivers that I think every fan thinks should be on the field a lot in Shaheed Alave, and Mike Thomas. Yeah. You've got now two tight ends, and then after six games, Jamal Williams and Kamara. Eight. The formations are endless <laughs> with all of those options. Sure. You have three receivers, two tight ends, two running backs. You've got seven skill position players that we all want to see on the field a ton, when there can really only be five on the field at the
1: same time. So, Corey made a good point with this. It's about formations. It's not so much who the starter, the quote-unquote starter is, because that's never really been a thing for the Saints. You know, like, you guys, we all go to the Saints games, and you see you doing intros, and don't have a random person get introduced as a starter, whether it's the fullback who never touches the damn ball. You know, and hey, it, d- it really don't doesn't... Don't talk bad about fullbacks. <laughs> Which one's your favorite? Well, uh, I mean... <laughs>
0: I mean, Mike Allstott was pretty badass, but... You know. He was, he anyway, was. But uh, I guess my
1: point is, Corey was correct in his assessment that, you know, it doesn't really matter who starts, there's going to be so many substitutions, especially with Pete Carmichael, you know, assuming he's still running, I guess, the uh, remnants of the Sean Payton offense, where it's just it's substitutions, mass substitutions, formations, all these guys are coming in and out, you know, from play to play. So, I think to answer what you were saying, you're going to see, I think, every conceivable combination of all of these players that we, we want to see on the field. I
2: don't think that was a word.
1: Or better yet,
0: if we don't see multiple conceivable combinations, then Carmichael needs to get the fuck. Exactly. Yeah. Took the words out of my mouth. I mean, because I swear what to God. This is
2: what he's good at. This like, is what he's good at? Yes. He was I,
0: not good last year. He man. didn't do it last we year. You did
2: not have these players. This we is, had is, players. I
0: mean, you could still switch up. Now form- we do.
2: Last year's, play, last year's team was awful. Well, I fights. think
0: having a lowered level of personnel due to injury is even more reason to switch up formations. I mean, so you're telling you're me insane. your talent is less, That's so insane. now I'm going to run predictable
2: shit? He started featuring Juwan Johnson because that was the best option we had. But, I mean... <laughs> Alave fell off a cliff in the second half. Thomas me, was out. Let me put it Landry this. Was out. Kamar Landry, Landry was out. Kamara was Landry was never in, if we're being honest. True. Kamar was nicked up. He had nothing to work with. With this, this is going to be super fun for him. I'm telling yeah. you. I, I I'm not saying he's a genius, but he had he. No, no one is. He was under a guy, who. That's where he comes from. From Sean, this kind of stuff with having all these options is gonna play out in very interesting stuff for him. Whether it works or not, we'll see. But I can guarantee you, there's going to be all sorts of crazy stuff going on. We haven't even talked about Taysom. Taysom's an eighth skill player in this format, you know, in this group of players that he has to work with as pieces. It's going to look crazy. I'm telling you.
1: I'm going to say this. I hope you're right, for Carmichael's sake and for Dennis Allen's sake, because if he cannot get production with this group of talent, he needs to get the fuck out. Yeah. Agreed. Because but he hasn't is, had There that. are no excuses at this point. Everyone is judging him off a
2: year where they had nothing. Well, and a quarterback who has been a journeyman backup for the last five years. You can't make a definitive like, assessment of a coach when everything goes wrong. They held it together. We could have made the playoffs if not for one Tampa game. With what we were working with on offense, that is insane. Here's that team was broken in every position group. Offensive line, defense had injuries, receiver was depleted, running backs were hurt, quarterback, we were down to Andy Dalton. It was a complete mess. So you can't make an assessment based on that. Can we complain about situational calls? and all? Absolutely. There were some terrible no, ones. No question. The, that coaching staff held a team that should have fallen to a five-win team to competing to maybe win the division in a terrible division, mind you, no question, it wasn't a horrible coaching performance. It wasn't great. It was not what the fans made it where we have to fire the whole thing and get out of here. They deserve to have a chance to play with an actual roster that is NFL worthy. They did not have that last year on offense. There's no question about that.
0: Here's the only place I'll push back on that. And I'll say, look, obviously, the coaches with the actual playbook, And the actual injury and scouting reports, self scouting reports in their hands, know a shitload more than us, believe it or not. But that said, you know, as a fan, and if you're looking to say why should we be encouraged or why should we not be encouraged, I mean, they always talk about the best teams when they're fully healthy can line up however the hell they want and still do whatever the fuck they want against you. And you can't stop them. That's fully healthy teams against another fully healthy team. One team's better, one team's not. So that means, in my mind, That's as I rare. Look, as I it is rare. But as I look at it, that means if you have your full complement, you actually can be can be less creative. Look at the Miami Dolphins when they ran the they ran the Wildcat. They had shit else besides Ronnie Brown and a couple of others on offense. They had a good offensive line, but they had to be creative because they were working with Ronnie less.
2: Ronnie Brown's a top five pick
0: right they had but him we're not
2: talking about sh- crap I don't want to like, get that off on dude is a leech.
0: it's an example it's an example okay. I'm not I'm not trying to get off on Ronnie Brown <laughs> what I'm saying is when you have less that is the time to get more creative and I saw less creativity out of Carmichael last year and for me that is discouraging did you, you can,
2: or did you see the ball bouncing off Taysom Hill's head bouncing off of Callaway's coming face. out of base
0: uh, for- vanilla formations wide open plays were great but there I didn't see and I could go back and look at the games maybe I'm wrong but it just when you saw Peyton offenses it didn't matter how healthy we were how unhealthy we were True Brees hold on stop hold on stop no stop.
2: hold
1: on stop. No. Nick stop Nick. Yeah. No, Nick,
2: we're not doing that.
1: Let me there's finish. There's Drew
2: Brees and there's Andy Dalton, dude. They we're not doing that. Yeah, and there's also we're Sean Payton
1: that. and there's Dennis Allen. True. And to Corey's point, let me hold let me, let let me finish where going. Let me, and, uh, I'll I'll jump it back to you after this, But let me just support what Corey was saying. This team, the coaching, the situational coaching with Carmichael last year, was atrocious. There was no creativity. This team freaking ran on first down more than any other team, and it just, it, they just. There was no creativity. There was none. So, before.
2: Pause yet, real quick. No, 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 is no, no, Alvin no. Kamara no. your best player? Nick,
0: I'm not going there because you just jumped in with the easiest cop out ever Drew Brees, yeah. Andy Dalton. Yeah, so, let's cool just game. stop there. What I'm saying is it's that. It's a
2: quarterback league. We're not going to stop there. Drew no, Brees no, is but a You have to have difference. good
0: coaching. When you watched a Sean Payton offense, regardless of who was under center, even if it wasn't Drew, it was Taysom, you saw regiments of individuals coming in and coming out. There was always okay. there was always a different offensive personnel this. group coming in, that's coming fantastic. out. That's fantastic. But the year, Nick, no, 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 hold on. That is not happening under Carmichael, and cool. that's a problem. That's correct.
2: great. You can say it looks fancy and all that. When no, it's Payton effective. It was there. It was not effective. That is a false statement. You've done zero research on that. It was ineffective. Tell me the
0: research you've done on Peyton's offense When Breeze's, offense Breeze's
2: last season, when Breeze didn't play, we were a bottom 10 offense. When Breeze played, we were a top 7 offense. But we at least but, tried. <laughs> we're going for trying? We he put, failed! We got creative with our formations. Creativity failed because you didn't have players. I don't blame Sean for that a bit. He did not have players. He tried crazy stuff. It's like when Denver tried to use a receiver at quarterback against us. It didn't work. It well, was crazy. That was
1: being creative. That was a, that was a, creative, that was a COVID was sure out necessity. Was. No, they a, 100%. Had no, no, they had zero quarterbacks as in As is
2: using Taysom as a quarterback. That is out of necessity, not out of desire. No,
1: that's that's complete. Taysom's a quarterback now. Y'all are going on started Denver started well, I think, a wide I think receiver. versus Dalton. Hold on, hold on. Denver started a wide receiver because every other quarterback had COVID that year. I understand why it happened. That's different than Peyton having an obsession with Taysom. That's completely different. You know this. <laughs> <laughs> it's right. equally as bad. My because only, uh, there are no uh,
2: options. To be fair, he had to play Taysom. And I don't have a problem with that. Taysom actually did okay. He wasn't a good quarterback, but he's an incredible football player. So we were in most of those games. Right, creativity does not mean winning. No, I'm not saying it does. No one, <laughs> look, no one, no I'm one that. I'm not, I'm not. saying it yeah, does.
0: He didn't say but that. All I'm saying is,
2: what would you? Okay, what would you have done? What would you wanted to see at a Carmichael with Dalton? You want Dalton throwing it 50 times? Just no, like we talked. Talk, well, no, look, 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 just, like, just Tell li- me.
0: listen to me. Just like we talked about with Roman on last episode, their he thought their defense had so many turnovers and had such success compared to the current Dennis Allen defense. Now, like, that again, different top topic, different pod. Different players. Different players. Different players. Different players. But it's the element of uncertainty, okay? It's about giving yourself a chance. I'm not saying that if Pete Carmichael rolls out three different formations with a total of 12 different offensive skill players coming in and out, that that automatically means we're going to get a first down versus a three and out. I'm not saying that. But I am saying that it at least gives us a better chance to keep the defense guessing than if we're taking bad players and running a fucking I formation every single time. Agreed. Like
2: that... Real quick. I think
0: that's 101. To
2: win the seam route to Taysom, if Taysom catches that, Carmichael's a genius. If Peyton runs that play, he's a genius because Taysom was wide open. It bounces off his face. We're 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 criticizing them for player failures this year. I, I don't, think, no, it's, no, I we're don't think it's an. I don't think it's Ingram running P. out H. of bounds, yeah. one yard short, fumbling inside the goal line. Kamara fumbling in the in the Carolina game. That that's coaching. No, this you're, isn't. You're
1: misunderstanding. No one is saying all of the fault is on Carvajal. So I'm just looking for example. The players, the players should sure. bear the majority of the uh, the brunt. Of default, because they were bad. But well, we're talking creativity. Drops.
2: Creativity is I'll a seam route freeing up Taysom wide open in the seam when that is not a play you would call on a short yardage play. He's I told you this open. when it
1: happened. It was a stupid play. Well, i was never going to catch it. I'll it's creative. To, to kind of, I You're think. missing
0: the point this is another topic we could go on for another fucking hour about all oh, I say We're looking, the, the biggest thing with what you and I are saying right now, Nick, is that we're looking at it from two completely different ends of the spectrum. You're going ends justifying means. I'm going means justifying ends. Like, I'm saying, let's just give ourselves a chance. You're looking at the results and coming back.
2: I'm saying, is, the, neither way is incorrect. A horrible set of players has overcome the I th- winning aspect. Again, I'm not talking, won.
0: I'm not talking about the results. I'm talking you about... You just want
2: it to be more fun? No, giving yourself... No, put a, an effort into it. They your, were trying to win. What gives your... if you have When you have a bad offense, okay. you play conservative. We'll put it this That's way. Smart.
1: Carmichael did not look like a guy who coached with Sean Payton for the last 15 or 16 years. He did
2: Carmichael is not Sean Payton. Fact. We okay. all know
1: that. But why do we think he's Sean Payton? We didn't say he was, but the point is, he didn't look like a guy who worked directly with an offensive genius like Payton. Well,
0: it I, might t- actually make some sense why, like, you know, give me some
2: examples.
1: Well, let me just say this.
0: He just and, gave you one. Because, look, we Which can... One?
1: We can... The guy came out and lined up in the I formation every play on first down. And that's not it. fact. Look, we need that's to put, false. <laughs>
0: okay, this is something like <laughs> we can real. literally spend another hour on this. So, all I'm saying, and let's just let's just hypothetically, you know, and Romans not here, so we can answer hypotheticals. But let's take the Saints out of this. Any team, if you know that you have the 32nd ranked offense in the league, okay. Due to injury, due to no fault of your own, and you even have the best... But it just wasn't say,
2: that, by the way. Okay, I know, but, but keep going. just it follow me that. here. Follow well, let me
1: let here. finish
2: the thought. Well, well, don't make stuff up. It's not factual. I just he, said it's a hypothetical. You said hypothetical. <laughs> hypothetical for the Saints. I
1: okay. said take the Saints out of you it. You know what hypothetical means, right?
2: Yes, I'm okay. fully aware.
0: Let's start over. But take why
2: off. are we making a hypothetical that has nothing to do with the Saints?
0: Because it proves, not proves, but it's what I'm it's trying not. to...
2: You're comparing it to a 32nd. It's what I'm
0: trying to say is that if you have the 32nd ranked offense in the league, you know you are at a disadvantage over, on, over every other team you could possibly play. What gives you, and I'm not talking about results of last season or, or, or seam routes or individual plays. What gives you a better chance of success from an offensive standpoint? Is it lining up in vanilla base offensive formation Every time, which is not what Sean Payton did. It's or, not what we did last year. Let me finish. Or is it running multiple sets and doing what Sean Payton did, sending guys in, sending guys out? So, pause. We're I doing just, a hypothetical, I just didn't, I just but didn't you're saying
2: that. the Saints weren't running multiple sets last year. That's what you're saying? That's false. Not to the degree that Sean Payton It's false. Did. He's not Sean Payton. He should never try and be Sean Payton. Also... You would go aggressive with Andy Dalton when you have a top, what would we finish? Sixth in defense? I don't think we'd finish. Or would you lean on your defense? If you have a good defense and a terrible offense, what would you do as a head coach? Well, whatever the hell we did not do last year, because I don't think we made the playoffs. We should have. If Ingram
0: doesn't run out of a
2: yard, we should have.
0: Now we're back to Jim Mora. Okay. Should have, could have, would. Uh,
2: look, it, it's a it's a dumb philosophy to say we should be be creative. We clearly should
0: have done something different last year because it didn't work,
2: and we no, were vanilla. you're Blaming as shit. it
1: all on coaching. Watch the games. Well, who the hell? It, was, no one. No one's blaming it all on coaching. You're we saying both, we didn't we make we the playoffs. Did the coaches put said... the players
2: in position to win multiple games that we did not win? One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Tampa game was a slam dunk win. Slam dunk. That game was over.
1: Yeah, except it wasn't. So.
2: Well, yeah, Mark Ingram fell a yard short.
1: That's, again,
0: another, (laughs) if you lose a game by one play, did the coaches really put you in position to win the game?
2: Is the game over if he doesn't do that? Potentially, yes. 100%. It's 100%. It's a first down. It's It's a minute and a half off the clock. There's no time to do what happened. It's definitively, or, we would have had a fumble, a, a kneel down. But I mean, there's winning, okay?
0: there's putting yourself in a position They to scored win, with
2: seven seconds left.
0: Winning despite yourself, the other team making mistakes. That's okay, a complicated look, you issue. You can make
2: all the excuses you want. If you think it's a this good idea different to run a creative offense through Andy Dalton, I don't know what to say. That's just... Andy Dalton's hey, a professional maybe.
1: quarterback. Yeah, he should barely.
2: Be trying
0: to be creative with it. Yeah, he's not in high school. I mean, like, so is it
2: better to just, like,
0: do to a reverse? Give me some more,
2: Andy Dalton. Give me some more. Is it Let's better go. to
0: do a three-step drop every time and throw a five-yard slant that's either going to be dropped by Shahid they or a lot? I mean, it's not what they did. All
2: right, look. It's, it's not fine. what they did. It wasn't creative. It was. It was downfield, in the scene, players dropping, corner route to Taysom, dropped off his face in the end zone. We've got Jawan Johnson tipping a ball up in the end zone. So We've got really Marcus Callaway on, on a on a deep crosser in the two minute drill, popping it up in the air in Arizona. Oh, wait, Where's I forgot. You're right. I was exhilarated by the Saints' offense in 2022. You shouldn't have I been. I forgot, and we never should have been <laughs> exhilarating. We had no players. We were exhilarating we had under no Sean Payton. We, we, no play- we were we we were exhilarating the year before. Really, that under, was exhilarating under Sean Payton. How do Ian Book look to you? Creative. Mm-hmm. That looked good. Here's the. Taysom right. looked good that year.
1: Here's the reality. It was a yeah. bottom
2: offense, dude, with here, Peyton. It was hey, terrible. Here, here's
1: the reality. It's it's okay for well, both of these things to be sucked, true. Yeah. The coaches were bad. The players were worse. That's the reality on offense last year. Yeah. There were injuries all over the place. The offense the players, was the players were not good, and the coaches were not good. Last year it, was it, a it,
0: miscalculation.
1: It's possible for all three of these offense. things to be true, and they were all true if you watched any of the games. Sure. Okay. My
2: only point to the whole thing is that you cannot judge a coaching staff based on that season. It's not fair. It's not even realistic. Any coach would be given a pass for that year. Okay. Now, if he fails this year sure. and we're healthy, absolutely you can go after him. You can fire him tomorrow. If he has they a They should have aw- fired him this year. No, they shouldn't have. Yeah, they should, I don't think they should have fired no. him. The you don't give a coach one year. That's especially when he's been here like 15 plus years. He also produced the same level of defense that he's produced over the last few years. Same level of defense? Yeah.
1: Carmichael. Carmichael.
2: No. Allen. saying Allen. I didn't
1: say Allen. I said Carmichael. Sure oh, you didn't want to right. fire Allen, too? I did. Okay. Actually, but I said Carmichael. You wanted to in clean house.
2: I'm saying you can't clean house. Head coach. No, needs no, no. Be I've been
1: that. on record with you on this. I said, I understand. Giving Dennis Allen a year or two. I understand it. I don't like it because I don't think I don't think he's the coach. But I understand completely. And he might getting not him be, but, but
2: you have to at least give him a year where things are more normal. Okay, but here's levels, the deal.
1: No one's arguing that. No one said anything about Dennis Allen. We're not talking about Dennis Allen. We're talking about the guy who's been in this position for 15-plus years, the guy who was fucking about as creative as a two-year-old kid this past year.
0: Hey, but we will talk about Dennis Allen he on had, the next episode. Ah, break down segue. the He Defense. had no players.
1: <laughs> he had no players. So I,
2: I, I'm, I'm on the same premise as you can't judge Allen this year. You can't judge Carmichael because he had no players. Give a creative pl- person like that. Sean Payton had players. He Listen. had a, a top-ten quarterback of all time. Give him players. If he fails, then you can crucify him. If he has no players, what are you going to do? I'm going to say
0: something shocking right now.
2: (laughs) You hate Carmichael. (laughs) (laughs) I agree with Nick on one thing.
0: And he's right about the fact that I do think we have to see what Carmichael does this year. Because if he does the same shit He's fired. We might disagree on whether last year was good shit or bad shit or creative no. or not creative. He won't be fine. We ob- not might. We do disagree. We just listen to the last thirty if, minutes of this podcast. But what I'm saying is if he does the same shit this year. I agree hundred percent. Yeah. He's
2: gone. Hundred percent. He won't he, be
1: gone though, because you've said this a million times. He, he won't.
2: I agree with you, he won't, but he, he won't should. Be. With this roster, he's gonna
1: go talk to Gale himself. Yeah, like, exactly. Gale. He'll be here as
0: long as he <laughs> wants. We've been friends to be. for 15 Gale's years.
2: Gale's gonna say, Oh, honey, was it that bad? 100%. That's <laughs> what'll happen. I agree with you on that.
0: Craig Amon's gonna, the Archbishop's gonna be in the room.
2: But I will be the first to say if they produce the same level of offense this year with this set of players, he should be gone. Do you give him a pass
0: if we are equally unhealthy this year? No. No. To Nick. Injuries happen to every team. Equally unhealthy? To Nick. If we are equally unhealthy no. this year, as we were last year, do you give Carmichael a pass to give him a year three?
2: It would depend what it looked like. Exactly like last year. Then, yeah, I would. You give him a pass. Yeah. Fuck that. Uh, I'll put it this way. I would understand not firing him. They won't fire him either way. They,
0: they we know fire. that.
2: We know that. I'm just saying, if you have no players... Well,
0: it's a good thing we This signed- league
2: is so skilled, dude. It's so skilled. The margins are so small. We were losing one score game after one score game after one score game. That's true. I'm not going to I'm not going to say it's his fault. I don't know if it's his fault. If the whole offense gets hurt again, offensive line issues, you know, skill player issues, quarterback issues across the board, well, yeah. I can't say I wouldn't give him another chance. What I'll say is if if we have injured receivers and and it's depleted again just like last year, but our offensive line is healthy, running backs are healthy, quarterback's healthy, no, I wouldn't give him a pass. Okay, He needs to work around that. If every level of the offense is hurt again, I can't say definitively I wouldn't give him another chance.
0: If a guy whose last name rhymes with Hawk Morton comes in.
2: <laughs> you don't <laughs> want to teach Hawk I'm just saying, it's hard to say that. You're not winning in the NFL without players because the NFL is so competitive now. And we were in every game but one, in my opinion. The Baltimore game was an embarrassment. By all accounts, it was terrible yeah, on that offense. Was, that
0: was a Lamar clinic.
2: Yeah, it was terrible on defense. It was bad all around. Every other game in the fourth quarter, we were all still watching, thinking we had a shot. Yeah. So I'm not going to throw him completely under the bus. I just won't do it. Now, again, if everyone's healthy this year and he has that same performance, I'll be the first to say he needs to get the hell out of here. And he instantly. He, here's well, the look,
1: just because we were in every game doesn't mean it was competitive. Because that last game of the year is the perfect example of that. What did Sam Darnold have? Like 40 yards passing and they freaking beat us? Oh, God, that was Again,
2: if we <laughs> don't miss the field goals, but it's but over. But that's not winning football. Come on. That was awful. Is this a good... No, we can't segue to special teams. We should say because no, it's a perfect segue special I think special, special teams takes
0: all of 30 seconds if that <laughs> fucking... Replace word.
1: everyone. Like,
2: burn it down.
1: <laughs> yeah, honestly, let's just go ahead and include special teams in this. Okay. How so, many games did they cost us this year? A lot, a lot. And look, you know, we we the three of us don't agree on much, but we can all agree on two things. A, Brock Bowers is the best player in college football. <laughs> yeah, and would look great in black and gold. Yep, that's yep. a weird pivot. Okay, it is. But and then <laughs> it's B, one of the things we agree on. So I'm just throwing it out there. We're reaching deep here, Nick. <laughs> but B is special teams last year were a fucking atrocious.
2: It's the worst. It's the worst since the year. Lutz had, like, seven kicks blocked or whatever it Dude, was.
1: Dude, Lutz was, was, <laughs> Lutz was terrible. The punter—I'm yeah. sorry, with the exception Blake of the game terrible. in London where Lutz almost nailed the 260-yard field goals.
2: But, again, could have tied it if he hit the other one and, hit the, and it hit the crossbar. Yeah. Or, or hit the— hit He almost had right the greatest right.
1: kicker game ever. It would have been. It would have been. It but almost. then he was atrocious <laughs> the rest of the year. And then we had—what uh, was his name? Gilligan, who looked amazing the year before and mm-hmm. just fell off a cliff last year. Every
2: time we needed a big punt to pin him to win a game, he kicked a 25-yard punt. Yeah. Literally every time. <laughs> there were three games where we could have pinned him back, and they would have had to go like 70 yards on the defense. Instead, point. they had to go 15. Yeah. And, and then the return amazing. game.
1: The return game was awful. Terrible. Deontay Hardy was terrible when he played. Rasheed Shahid, you know, he didn't bust anything big. And then coverage. Coverage was an atrocity. Like special yeah. teams as a whole, like just crumple it up, throw it in the trash can, set it on fire. It and was just bad. Get rid of
2: it. It was very bad. There's no question about it.
1: Yeah, um, and I am usually a
0: guy that trusts, despite my condemnation of last year's offense, I usually do try to find silver linings in any kind of Saints position group.
2: No one was good. You heard that silence? Yeah. Nobody. No. There was none. Nobody was good. Nobody so this year in
1: training camp, I'm looking forward to the uh the Australian Guy that's all tatted up, Lou Headley. Come Mac, on in. Take Max Gilligan's is going to be
0: either the first or last guy at the Saints tra- open training camp practices just, like, yelling at the specialists.
1: Oh <laughs> going to be me, like, uh, well, that's me, his like, forte, honestly. He give
2: likes to torment, uh, the,
1: the kicker, Alex Cavedo. Give me anybody new. Anybody new on special teams, and I'm fine with it.
2: Well, the problem is <sighs> this. Both of those guys have shown to be elite. So do they regain their form? Was it an anomaly, or are they just done? Lutz was elite. Gillikin was elite. More than
1: two years ago, though, which
2: and he had the injury. So he got making a lot of money. Oh uh, well, it, it sucks to I yeah. couldn't believe we made him the second highest paid kicker to Tucker when we did. They did. I couldn't it believe it. hasn't when, worked
0: out. I couldn't believe when he made the damn roster. I mean, when Peyton said best damn kicker workout I've ever seen. And like
2: well, he was the guy from Georgia State, wasn't he? Yeah.
0: He, that's well, how far back it was. Nope. Peyton Whereas, like, said we had, he
2: was going to be the best kicker in Saints' yeah, history. We had and there's a Hall of Famer in we our had history. Two so. veterans
0: in the building, and he who kicked all preseason cuts both of them, brings in a guy who didn't even wear the uniform all preseason, and he's the guy we rely on. And then he turned out
1: amazing for as long as he did. He was he wasn't. look. It's a what have but, you done for me lately league, and yeah. he hasn't done shit in two years. That's what. Uh, like,
0: like what Bobby Abir said. What
2: you done for me lately?
1: <laughs> on WWE, yeah, that's true. Though. And it's true.
2: I, I agree, except if we remember from a kicker standpoint, kickers are quirky as shit. Mason Crosby missed like 12 field goals a I mean few look years what back. happened to Ray Finkel <laughs> yeah Ray Finkel exactly who did he Ray Finkel did he play last year it's been a while he's famous did he uh, but Mason Crosby rebounded and became an elite kicker after that year for mm. multiple years after that so is it an anomaly or is it not we have to figure that out in preseason Einhorn if if he looks anywhere near what he did last year then they gotta move on you gotta find Just you gotta like replace him. People. I mean, the biggest
1: thing is with the cap situation that it is.
2: What's his number that we get out of in the? This
1: is the last year of his contract. But For I dead? want to say it's about four, four or five million. Oh, he's it's dead a, it's money. A decent amount, man. <laughs>
2: no, we owe him five million. But is it? What's the dead money on it? We can I don't get think out there's of
1: any. This is the last year of his deal. Oh, okay. Yeah, if it's the last so, year.
2: Yeah, then you really got to consider it.
1: That's my point. Like it's it's shit or get off the pot time, and uh, yeah, this might be the time to move on. So we'll see. He was I'm gonna sound like Nick now.
2: Was he injured last year? The year before. He was coming off an injury. So that's why yeah. I'm saying if he's back to old Lutz, you wanna you want him on your roster. Right. If he's not, then you've gotta you've gotta move on immediately.
0: We need big nut Lutz back, not Will
2: but it's another a guy who what was it a 62 yarder and then almost a second 62 yeah, yarder in yeah. the same game that's the potential yeah. which doesn't exist a lot in the league still
0: well there someone was uh, retweeted the uh i don't know what the occasion was but they retweeted that game opener i mean uh, season opener of Saints first Texans when the Texans had DeShaun it was in the dome oh, yeah. and, and they got a back in, I remember well, I, I forgot how how down to the wire that game really was. I remember looking at the we clock. We were down the whole game. re that and seeing the clock and seeing how far down it was. I was like, wait, that's what the clock was at before we actually won? And Lutz hit the 58-yarder. Big Nuts Lutz mm-hmm. at that time. You talking about the London game? No, no, the, uh, no. The game. way back. The, home the opener in opening the dome. day. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. that was incredible. But is that does, does that
2: guy still exist? I don't know. So I agree. So like if he doesn't show that to, like for sure in training camp and preseason, then you move on. You take the rookie, you, you cut the money, you go find somebody who can help the team. But he was an elite player. So you wouldn't have cut him midseason. Hmm,
1: no, no. Nah, it just, can't it, just
2: it got worse and worse and worse for us. And the culmination was the last game of the season where he couldn't hit the side of a barn. It was bad. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, I think we uh, solved a lot of the world's problems once again.
2: Except quarterback, we didn't even um, talk about
0: it. I think quarterbacks, <laughs> fine, and Car's hands. We know
1: where we're at, yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean... Same thing with running back, Carr, you know.
0: Hayner. Th- there's things to talk about there, but I think, like, those particular groups are the ones where we're not nearly as concerned or have as many potential issues as the M- other My only concerns we on We didn't offense, talk about O-line, really.
1: <laughs> well, my only concerns on offense <laughs> are health. Health. It's yeah. health, that's it. If, if the offensive a healthy line offense, stays healthy, we're fine.
2: We'll end it with this. If healthy... If it isn't a top 10 offense, if healthy, in every skill set, mostly healthy. Miss a game or two here, fine. Mostly healthy, no season-ending injuries. If it's not a top 10, 12 offense in the league, then you can question Carmichael and talk about getting him out of here. Because yeah. it is a that-level skill offense. The offensive line's great, if healthy. Quarterback is a, you know, we can all debate where he's at, but he's definitely a top-half quarterback. Receivers is definitely a top-10 level of players on sure. our receiving core tight ends been fixed it's on Carmichael to make that work if they're healthy yeah. and they're not a top 10 or 12 then it's on him 100 percent
1: I mean my expectations are higher you're saying 10 to 12 I'm saying five to this to eight that talent on that offense it's loaded yeah. if the offensive line can just stay healthy there's no reason for that offense not to be top well, five. but I'll, if say,
0: it's a, I'll say this I think the biggest concern for me on the offense is the offensive line yes they have to stay healthy but I think we're so used to the, or going back to the old days where we were Pro Bowlers at the offensive line. We definitely have our great, you know, Ramchek, no question. Uh, McCoy, you know, Pete is McCoy.
2: McCoy's but, your top guy.
1: You know, it's Ramchek and McCoy. Yeah. Anchoring I think. That thing. I
2: think. At, but what's penning, What's you
0: know? Right. There's we, a lot of good things going. We, back in the good old days, it was like if all five were healthy, that meant like you had a potentially like all Pro Bowl line, if not second team All Pro. Now, if they're all healthy, that means, like, as a whole, not nothing against Ramcheck, nothing against McCoy, but as a whole, they're kind of, like, ranked 15th. Not saying we need a whole lot more than that, given our skill set, but that I do still have some concern about that skill group. They need to... Some of them need to overachieve. Penny needs to stay healthy. But, it, again, I think... But I agree with you all. I mean, like, if we...
2: Yeah, I think we can all agree Pete is in decline. Ruiz is on the way up. McCoy is what he is, like Max said. He's an anchor. Ramchek, if healthy, is still an anchor. And then what is Penning? Penning's a first-round pick. That's a line that's set up to be successful. Yeah. Uh, Now, again, health, once again, for the Saints, health. They
0: can do what they need to do, especially now that we have a QB who also, if he stays healthy, is a QB that gets the ball out a hell of a lot faster than Jameis did. Let's
2: point out that he's an Iron Man, though. He's he's played almost every game of his career. Oh yeah, so
0: I'm not saying he's not. I'm just yeah, saying that like
2: we, that's a good that, that gives us a good feeling that we might have a guy that's actually in there. For the, the best whole
0: offensive game. in the league, best offenses in the league have QBs who get the ball out quick. Well, play, yeah, but play. <laughs> they, they don't pat the ball with their hands. They right. It's if it, if the two and a half second clock comes up, the ball's out. All and right. I, so you know, next bang.
2: episode, we're gonna get into the defense uh, post draft and and where we stand.
0: Yeah, we'll continue the state of the Saints. Uh, defense next up, we definitely hit every point on the offense. Uh, so thanks again for listening to another episode of the 28-3 podcast. What a-